As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, listeners. This is Brian, the host of the Your Favorite Blockhead podcast, here to talk to you about the new online store over at Highland Cow Market. Quality, top-notch items and very reasonable prices with an extensive clothing selection, a wide variety of styles and sizes available featuring designs inspired by the beautiful landscapes of the Highland region and even sunglasses with a range of styles and lens options to choose from. In addition to clothing and accessories, Highland Cow Market also offers a selection of home decor such as throw pillows, wall art, and a selection of Yellowstone-themed merchandise available to you, Blockhead Nation. Go to the link in the blog at yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog, or you can go directly to highlandcowmarket.com and use the promo code provided in the website to get 15% off of your first purchase. That's highlandcowmarket.com, where you can find it in today's episode at yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog. Now, all that being said, the little redhead girl's giving me the go-ahead. So what do you say we go ahead and start the show, shall we? Broadcasting live. Good evening, Blockhead Nation, or whatever time you're tuning into this episode. I appreciate you stopping by today to take a listen to your favorite Blockhead, the only podcast in the podcasting world that can somehow incorporate the Peanuts comic strip one minute and then be talking about MMA and Warriors Inside the Octagon the next. I am your host. My name is Brian Little. I'll let you know ahead of time. I'm having to do this live from... The living room of the Blockhead Mansion. When I say broadcasting live, I could be talking about the studio, a.k.a. the study or the bedroom or the living room of my home over here south of Dallas, Texas. And I'm doing some dog sitting. I'm having to do this a little bit early since Saturday is pretty booked for me, so I'm putting this out same time as always, but I'm doing this a little early and having to do it in the living room with my dogs and just kind of roll with what I've got here. So thank you so much just for listening to this particular podcast. I hope that you are giving some love to the other guys in the YFB network. They're putting out podcasts as well. Anything you want to know about this show, you can find in the blog. If you go to yourfavoriteblockhead.com 
slash blog. That one's provided in all of the platforms, whether you're talking about Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, or if you're on Launchpad One, whichever one you're looking at, you will see the blog there as a link, or I've put out the actual website itself you can go to. It's very helpful if you go to the blog. And I'll say this, this is a listener-supported podcast for listeners just like you. I want this show to continue to come to you absolutely free. I do not do Patreon. I feel like that's become a lot more of a paywall where you pay up front and then the content creator will give you something on the back end as in a free episode or a bonus episode or some type of merchandise. I don't care for that approach. If Patreon is your way to go, then that's fine. I'm not downplaying the business itself. I've just chosen to go this route. I want you to have my content absolutely free whether it's on Apple, Spotify, or any podcast platform you listen to. But that being said, on the back end, I can always use your help. And the best way to help support this podcast to cover all of the other things that come with it, such as hosting platform fees that I have to pay on a monthly basis, or I think it's once a year i got to pay WordPress for the blog to continue getting all the links out there and putting info out and content for you every Saturday that the way to help with that is you can get merchandise. If you go to the links in the blog, you'll see Store Frontier. I've got hoodies. i got T-shirts. I've got koozies. Those are a big help if you want to do that. Or if you want to donate a, quote, cup of coffee, or in this case, donate a root beer, I do have a donation chip tip jar known as Kofi.com. So if you look on there, you'll see Kofi.com slash your favorite blockhead. If you donate up to three root beers, that will be a $9 donation. That means you will get a T-shirt. Usually runs for $15 for $9. You get a $6 discount if you go that route. So all those links are there in the blog. So like I said, every person that's ever got a shirt from here, the little redhead girl makes those for me, and they're great. They're comfortable. Everybody that's worn them says that they absolutely love them. So if that is a couple of ways you can give back to this show. I just don't like the idea of having to... You have to pay up front, and then I give you more content once you do that. I don't care for that approach. But if you do want to, I leave my tip jar out there. I leave my merchandise out there after all is said and done. If you think this podcast is worth supporting, so it's always a big help. So thank you. Getting all that out of the way. Otherwise, I'm going to forget if I don't talk about it in the beginning. And so, again, we work with the dogs here in the background. I do the best I can for audio quality. But, you know, when, when that, that's the situation we got. The little redhead girl isn't here, so i got to take care of some business itself. But I am super thrilled, before I even get into my content, to talk about an event that's going on on, I believe, February 25th. I'm sorry, February 26th at 6.30. If you happen to be in the Irving, Texas area or anywhere in the Dallas-Fort Worth, a lot of you that listen to this podcast are nearby your local. There is a concert called a night of worship that's going to be benefiting nick ripkin ministries why do i say that because the opener for this is my dear friend erskine anavitarte i am so happy that erskine is opening for my favorite group of all time shane and shane Guys, this is a dream come true for Blockhead to see a dear friend of mine opening for my favorite group to be able to hear a night of worship, but also a night of true talent and incredible concert 
that has come in our way. I can't wait. Your favorite blockhead and the little red-haired girl will be in attendance for this one, cheering on Erskine, worshiping God, but also enjoying the incredible angelic melodies known as Shane and Shane. Shane Bernard and Shane Everett have been my favorite group for so long. They are incredible acoustic artists. They have voices like angels. Even when I was in the Navy, when I had my roughest of times, I'd be listening to Shane and Shane, or I'd be sitting on a beach somewhere or sitting by Mission Bay. I would probably have Shane and Shane playing in my headphones. So this is a big moment for me, and I get to cheer on Erskine for having this big moment as well. So I'm so thankful. Just know I've had some great... Uh, friends on this show that have been guests that have been on live with me that have pursued their own podcasting journey these are friends for life erskine music will always be an important part of the your favorite blockhead podcast people like zach sanders of zach sanders music will always be a huge contributor and a big fan and a big friend to this show and vice versa so just know i'm i'm thrilled to be a part of their journey as well so I wanted to put that out there. If you want to look in the links in the blog today, you'll see a link that says nickripkin.com slash worship, where we're going to be attending. If you want to join us for a great night of music, then come on down to Irving, Texas. Now that we get into the content, man, we had a funny comic strip come out this week just in recirculation. Uh, I think it was either the Charles Schultz Museum or it was one of the Facebook pages that I follow. But I want to kind of clear up something that maybe you didn't know about Snoopy and Lucy. You might know that Lucy is not in favor of being, quote, kissed by a dog. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. If you've seen the Christmas episode where she says, I'm going to slug you, and she misses, and Snoopy kisses her across the face, and you see her yelling, I've been kissed by a dog. I have dog germs. Get hot water to get some disinfectant. Get some iodine. And that carries over into the 2015 animated movie, of the Peanuts, in reality, that's not exactly how it went down. In this comic strip, you have Lucy and Snoopy just sticking their tongues out at each other. You know, you can see them going, bleh, bleh, and they get a little closer and a little closer, and all of a sudden, da-da-da-da, their tongues touch. Lucy absolutely blows her stack. And says, ugh, our tongues touched. I've touched the tongue of a dog. Get out water. Get some disinfectant. Get some iodine. And Snoopy doesn't feel sorry for himself. He actually thinks out loud, ugh, I'm a little bit nauseated myself. So if you ever believed that this kiss by a dog thing was one-sided... Actually, in a way, you might have been looking into a clouded crystal ball for a long time period for my Peanuts fans out there. Like I've always said, Peanuts is the single most successful comic strip in American history, but there are misconceptions that happen along the way, and this is one of them. It didn't start with being kissed by a dog. It was that they were sticking their tongues at each other and their tongues touched, and Lucy absolutely loses her mind, and Snoopy is not too thrilled himself. So if you wanted to get risque with that one, I guess you could. If you want to keep it PG like we like to do it over here, because that's more of the Schultz way, then that is a reality of what happened with Snoopy. So I just make sure the story of I've been kissed by a dog, it's a little bit jaded over the last couple of years. But either way, that's a fun one to get into. 
you haven't watched the Peanuts movie, the animated movie, you will see that on there as you see Snoopy antagonizing Lucy from behind using shadow puppets. And she says the same thing, I'm going to slug you. And of course, Snoopy always gets the last laugh. He gets the last kiss on the face. And he gets to walk away triumphant. That's just the story between him and Lucy. That's nothing new. So first of all, I had to get that out there to you for the Peanuts comments. But I've got something else that I've just got to get off my chest. You know how it works over here. Number one, God is, taint, God is King. Number two, Peanuts is the single most successful comic strip in American history. And three, mixed martial arts is the greatest sport under God's hot sun. But sometimes i got to go off script. I've got to just address something and get it off my chest. Why? Because this is audio content, and I am talking to an invisible audience. I'm thrilled with those that are frequent flyers that are coming in, but I've had enough. There's been so much talk about this flying spy Chinese balloon that started somewhere in Montana that eventually made its way to the ocean and was finally shot down by the Air Force, and we're all bent out of shape about that. Let let me help you out. This is not a Democrat thing. This is not a Republican thing. This is about to be a history lesson. Whether you want to hear it or not, we have done this before in our nation. What am I talking about? I'm talking about in 1957, during Eisenhower's administration, there was this moment called Sputnik. Do you remember that satellite? If you think there's not a tie-in, I promise you there is one, if you will stick around and listen long enough to what Block has, has to say. The belief was, because the Soviet Union has launched this satellite into outer space before America could, because it's a story of two superpowers trying to outflex each other. It's a game of chess where we don't want to go. It's a, it's a logistical, logical battle instead of on the field. We got an edge, age of anxiety coming out of this. But Sputnik takes flight. Okay. And how does America respond? Oh, it has spy cameras in it. It's taking pictures of all our military bases, and this country needs to get on the ball. And what happened to Sputnik? It fell off into outer space. There was nothing of the sort. Am I speaking to you a week later? Yes, I am. But with this balloon that's got everybody up in arms about it and are thinking, what about the security of our nation? I'm going to tell you again that you are responding the same way that America did when Sputnik was flying overhead. We're terrified. You are living out a 2.0 age of anxiety when America had the enemy known as the Soviet Union. Do we have an unseen enemy with China? You can get into politics all day long, and you can sit here and think that things are going to be better when we get another president in, in place. I'm going to let you know, a guy who has read the Bible, a guy who knows how the Bible ends... Let me tell you that it is not going to get any better. That's from a biblical stance, but even from a science stance. Can we take a law from science known as the second law of thermodynamics? What does it say? Order becomes disorder, not the other way around. I am saying this because I am sick and tired of the fear running rampant in listeners of this show, in America, and it's time for you to realize that it's not going to get any better. If you've put your faith 
in our government. If your prayer is our father who art in Washington, there's the real problem. You are perfectly okay with criticizing our commander-in-chief or those that are in Congress, which I don't have great things to say about, and tell them how you would have handled this spy balloon thing, but you're perfectly okay having TikTok on your phone. Something that's not regulated, that if ever China wanted to infiltrate us, this is the way they'll do it. Through this thing known as a big brother, allegedly it could have already happened. You're worried about that, but you worry about this. When you try to point a finger at somebody, are you sure that your hands are clean? And it gets irritating. I am not taking a presidential side. I'm not taking American society side. I'm taking the side of you need to stop living in fear, which is not one of the fruits of the spirit. Don't take it up with me. Take it up with scripture. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Take it up with scientific law. Things are not going to get any better. But it's time for you to learn this thing called salvation. Maybe my scripture for the woman on the well might be a little bit helpful to you on what truly matters instead of focusing on something so trivial as a balloon that has floated across the Pacific Ocean and has been detected and this is apparently a threat when it's gone down in the water and we've got our search and rescue teams that are is retrieving it. And I'm sitting here having to listen to both sides and I go, are you going to... I have that moment of, where is your faith? And no wonder we have gone down this road. I say that because I love you, Blockhead Nation. You've already tuned me out. I understand. But I can have free forum too. This is my podcast. This is my opinion. This is also what has been proven through time. This is not the first time around from a historical perspective, from a biblical perspective, from an actual scientific law. It all points back to stop putting your faith in these things. You can put faith in yourself. You can put faith in what I always stress, number one on this show, God is king. Look to him for answers. Blockhead Nation, thank you once again for tuning into this episode of the Your Favorite Blockhead Podcast. This show is sponsored by KitCaster. Guys, did you know that having a podcast is a great way to grow not only your personal brand, but your business? Here's the secret. We all want to feel connected to brands we buy from. And what better way to humanize a brand than through sharing your story on a podcast? That's where KitCaster comes in. KitCaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances, whether you're an expert in the field or you just have a unique story to share. 
it's time to explore the world of podcasting with KitCaster. Go to the link at kitcaster.com slash blockhead to apply for a special offer for listeners of this show. That's kitcaster.com slash blockhead. You'll find that in the blog, the notes for today's show. Let's get back to the episode. Our scripture reading for this podcast comes from John chapter 4, verse 7 through 10. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. I've been spending some time this week looking at the woman at the well. And if you look at verse 7, this is in the heat of the day. I looked up some commentary on a website called StudyLight, studylight.org. And it talks about how Jesus is weary from his journey because he is God, but he is man in human form. And the request is made that what it does is give him the occasion to have conversation with her on the subject of religion because this is a rivalry that's been going on between the Jews and the Samaritans for so long. But this is the Messiah that's approaching her. And in this instance, we have a remarkably happy manner where they carry on a conversation that can introduce the subject of religion, as in, just like Blockhead, I don't know where you are in your faith walk. My hope is to kick a rock into your shoe, something that you can't ignore, something that might be irking at you. So maybe, even though I'm talking about peanuts and mixed martial arts, we can talk about something more important, your salvation. Because it says in Living Water in verse 10, The Jews use this expression, living water, to donate springs, fountains, rushing streams. And Jesus is talking about his doctrine, his grace, in opposition to the impure and dead notions of the Jews and the Samaritans. So it's a way to acquire her and to love on her for this to be the Messiah. So this is a fascinating story of the woman at the well. And what's fascinating about to transition into this weekend for mixed martial arts, you know, before I do that, I kind of have to do a recap. As much as I want to go straight into UFC 284 for this Saturday, I have to do a quick recap to say that there was a proper send-off for Fedor Emelianenko. Bellator did this right. And I'll go on a limb to say they did it well. Because if you look at the legends that surrounded Fedor. Yes, Ryan Bader gets to hold on to his title. Yes, he has his top 10 standings. But he goes back and he gives the proper respect to Fedor as he puts his gloves down in the cage. You've got legends like Mark Coleman, like Rampage Jackson, Tidor, I'm sorry, not Tito Ortiz, but Chuck Liddell. I was thinking of the rivalry between those two. You have Chael Sonnen. You have so many people that have had a rivalry with Fedor from his days in pride, and this is just a moment to send him off the proper way. 
It's incredible. So well done. And props to uh, Bellator just for that to give a proper send-off. We do have even some A-plus fights that are on that night. Loriz Larkin, to be able to pull off the back-spinning elbow that he pulled off, incredible fight. So we've got, in many ways, a B-plus card, even without the send-off of Fedor. And then you have Spivak, who's going to ice Lewis via submission. So now that means that Spivak has earned his way into the top five. It's his, it's his time. This is his era that's calling for him. So we'll see what happens with Derek Lewis at this point. But when it comes to Islam and Volk, you got the pound-for-pound pound, number one versus number two. This dates all the way back to where Islam has defeated Charles Oliveira for the most submissions in the history of the sport. You got a guy who does a Kimura lock on a very dangerous Dan Hooker and is continually to amaze us. I mean, it's a man and a dream for Islam Makachev, but it's, it's a moment of clarity on just how good are these two. You got the best pound-for-pound pound number one, which is Alexander Volkanovsky, in his home territory, if anybody's going to have home cage advantage, it's going to be Volk. And they ask for this in his backyard. If you remember that, Khabib is standing there with Islam as they put the title on him, and they say, this is the match we want, but this is where we want it. They name a location that, that gives no advantage to the Dagestanian. So I just have to go with, if you're wondering where I stand on this fight, I know it's difficult these days, guys, to consider putting up a lot of money, over $80 for a pay-per-view. But if I can talk you in just a little bit, just from looking at the press conference, you got a welterweight bout with Randy Brown that knows, from Jamaica, that knows that he's walking into enemy territory against the native son of Australia, Jack Della Mandela. I know I'm probably going to get his name wrong. I'm doing my best to enunciate as best as I can, but Australia knows who he is. This guy's coming off 11 knockouts, an incredible fighter. The odds are very much stacked in his favor. And we know who's going to have home cage events. So so Jack Della, I I, I very much think that this is a night where we're going to have a street fight. Randy Brown knows what he's up against and knows that he's going to have to be careful with the pressure, but he's going to have to apply pressure simultaneously. And so, even if you look at the co-main event, Josh Emmett, the power in his hands as a featherweight, this guy coming out number five, taking on number two, can't be overlooked because now that we have Volk, who is going to face Islam, that leaves an opening for an interim champion between number five, Josh Emmett, and his power, and number two, Yair Rodriguez. Guys, Yair Rodriguez is a native son from Mexico. If you were to look at the game of Mortal Kombat, if you took a combination, maybe, a trifecta of Kung Lao, Raiden, and Johnny Cage, where you never know where anything's coming from, this is Yair Rodriguez, okay? There's so much about this co-main event that makes me go, oh, man, that is going to be a banger. We've got an awesome night. Does that mean that they can retain after the results of what happens in the main event? It's hard to tell. 
It's hard to tell if Volk's going to be holding both belts. It's hard to tell if Islam's going to be holding both belts. We know the home cage advantage will clearly go to Volk. But when it comes to Islam Makachev, this is a guy who continue, who is, what's the phrase from the American Revolution, I have not yet begun to fight? Islam Makachev has not yet begun to amaze. I still feel like there's so many unclosed chapters with Islam on this one. Now, I apologize once again because i got dogs in the background. This is the best I can do. And, but I'm looking at the press conference before we even get into the, the RIC arena in Perth, Australia, and I'm going, man, what an event. But this is just one that's hard for anybody in these time of days to consider putting down, what, $80 a pop to be able to pull this off. It, it, it's, hard, it's a hard sell. But in so many ways, Dana has having to respond to this as not promoting it, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. A guy who knows the sport inside and out, backwards and forwards. But he comes and says that, you know, Islam has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to Islam saying, I've talked to him and interviewed him and translated, and this guy speaks Russian, and it's all taken out of context. And he doesn't understand the ticket binds in Perth. He doesn't understand the... The event we have in Australia, I'm like, okay, this is your response. So in other words, now that Dana, now that and Francis Nagano is out of the way, you're looking for another punching bag. You transition your way over to Islam. But I don't remember the last time I saw number one versus number two with the possibility of this double champ stats. It, it's, I have to give it to both guys. I have to take it for Islam to offer it. For Volk to accept it and for it to become a reality in Australia, in enemy territory for Islam. But I feel like it's almost like you, when you don't bet against America, you don't want to bet these days against Dagestan. I believe you're foolish to, to downplay anything that a Dagestani fighter can do, especially when his coach is Khabib. So this saga may be far from over. Well, you've got plenty of reasons to tune into this weekend's pay-per-view. And to continue on, I've got some breaking news that has to be addressed. Nate Diaz, apparently on what I'm seeing in the dirt sheets or whatever the social media is that I follow, the talk is that Nate Diaz is already training for boxing and will be facing Jake Paul. While we're looking this way for Logan Paul to be going into the world of professional wrestling, but now he wants to take on a bout against Patty the Batty. Over here, Nate Diaz isn't saying much about his training for boxing. I will tell you this. Nate is a guy that could care less what anybody says about him. If Jake and Nate get inside of a squared circle with big, with big mitts, big gloves on, and the bell rings, and Jake knocks Nate out, there is no going back that this sport is fixed. With a guy like Nate, who doesn't care, who flips off authority, whether you're Dana White, whether you're Scott Coker, whether you're Oscar De La Hoya, it doesn't matter who you are, this guy could not give two Fs about what you think or what you think of In other words, if he's willing to take the dive... I can't defend it anymore. I've said that before about Anderson Silva. I'm even thinking this with Tommy Fury. 
But now I cannot get behind the idea of Nate Diaz, the anti-authority figure, who is willing to take a dive for the sake of marketing. Can I get behind that one? Absolutely not. Until that comes to fruition, until that one's actually scheduled, I've heard of no venue, I've heard of no ticket sales, I've heard of no uh, perceived revenue out of this one. So either way, it just happens to be smoke on the mirror as we speak. But either way, if that comes to fruition, we got a long row, and it's hard enough to be a boxing fan these days. It's hard to justify being an MMA fan and paying for these pay-per-views. But it's an intriguing time. When it comes down to we may be suffering from stardom, we are not suffering from talent. We're not suffering from tremendous athletes who have true sportsmanship, who are gentlemen, who will go out and lay it all on the line. And that's the story of UFC 284. I give you that to contemplate as we wrap things up. We will see you guys next Saturday. Continue to check out the blog, yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog. Check out the guys in the YFB network. they got some episodes coming out pretty soon. We will see you guys next Saturday. You know how this works. Same blockhead time, same blockhead channel. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.